Hey, a bunch of stuff happening in the Carolinas, and the Carolina Outdoor Gang is here to talk about it. We're glad that you're joining in. Bill Barty on this side of your radio dial, and on that side? Wes Lawson, way over here. (laughs) Way over there for now, but Wes, we like looking forward here on the Carolina Outdoors, and we're going to talk a bit about some questions that came in from listeners. But before we do, let's look backwards a bit in the past week or so, because you had a, a fantastically successful uh, time emceeing and acting as the host of the Banff International Film Festival that came to town. Yeah, the hardest name in show business, the Banff Center <laughs> Mountain Film Festival World Tour. I think I practiced that a thousand times to get that tongue twister right. But yeah, two shows on Sunday with, um, I think, all said and done between the two, somewhere around 1,000 or 1,100 people showed up. So... Uh, you know, the Night Theater is an incredible place to see a performance of any kind. And I think I think the crowd had a great time. I mean, there was a lot of, lot of applause for the total of 16 films we saw. Wow. So it was 16 on, on the Banff um, um, show list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, each each of the, the 1.30 show and the 7.30 or the 7 p.m. show, were, it was two separate um, set lists, um, each with eight. So it's Four shows, intermission, raffle prizes, four more shows, and then the the next uh, performance. But it was it was a bunch of fun. Anything, saw, saw a lot of familiar faces out there. Oh, I bet so. I bet so. Uh, did anything as far as the films stand out? As far as uh, the flavor, the direct, the mm. direction, or the intent of the filmmakers? Banff, the Banff Center folks do a great job of balancing what you're going to see and so on the on the world tour like this you know, 800 films are submitted to Banff for the film festival in wow. Canada every year 800 and then 80 you're chosen and then of that 80 40 get picked to go on the road um, mm. and so each time you you go to one of these at least one film is going to be very conservation minded um, which of the two that I saw one was really hitting on uh, Canadian First Peoples' rights, especially to rights to land and how they view nature. Uh, And then another one was more about women's rights in Afghanistan, and it was through the lens of a a group of women who were organizing fun runs for women and girls in Afghanistan. And it just happened to coincide with um, the U.S. and the Western withdrawal from from Kabul, um, but then you'll you know you'll those those are longer and those will be juxtaposed with a six minute fun adventure when there was one all about a guy who just loves to ride wheelies on his bike. Um, <laughs> so you know you too can submit a film to the film festival if you'd like to ride wheelies or maybe do indos instead. Um, so but you get that you get mountain culture, you get high adventure. You know, there was hella skiing. Um, mountain biking, endurance, like marathon, ultra running kind of stuff, which just looks painful to me. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a really neat mix of things. What we did not see was any fishing. Ah, well. So do, the F3T comes in just in time yeah. for that. If you're just joining us, Wes has given us the breakdown of Banff. But if you missed that, don't worry, because fishing is on the menu for film lovers, whether it be independent filmmakers, travel, or fly fishing, or angling. 
um, at its finest, we have a fly fishing party over at the Visualite. You can hear Bernie Brown on highlights of the Carolina Outdoors podcast where he talks about the historical Visualite as a music venue, but it's also a place where movies, including the F3T, the Fly Fishing Film Tour, is going to be coming to Charlotte. And we're going to um, um, talk, hopefully, to a filmmaker uh, later on in the program who has a film in that and they celebrate the sport of fly fishing. Of course, we're also going to have a, a report from the Coastal Conservation Association uh, field manager, Matthew Wallen. He will be at the event along with other members of the Charlotte chapter, along with Rocky River Trout Unlimited, Project Healing Waters, and the Carolina Fly Fishing Club, along with Women on the Fly, are all on hand. Live music at 5 p.m., and then the films will start at 7. We have Brian Hester. Uh, the Hooked Fly Co. founder who's going to be auctioning away some things that are going uh, benefiting those groups as well as the team from Jesse Brown's Outdoors who is the presenting sponsor of the F3T Visualite Theater Edition. And Wes, that'll be an exciting time. My, continuing with mm. looking back and looking forward, while you were at Banff, I was supposed to be on a hike called the Urban Hike. Mm-hmm. We talked to founder of the Urban Hike, Drew Thrasher. It was a rain out. We did not get to hike. That's the bad news. The good news is we're going to hike it on April 23rd. Guaranteed a beautiful day. Mark your calendars if you want a 7.7-mile hike, relatively flat, not a lot of uphill, mm-hmm. downhill. But you should be exercised enough and not know that you're in the city of Charlotte. You can go to jessebrowns.com, the event page, for more information on that. But we're going to meet at Fair Meadows Swim Club April 23rd at 1 o'clock to start that hike. We hope that you will come. The uh, view that we're going to have from the summit of the mountain is going to be Legion Brewing there in South Park. So that's your reward for the hike. And, Wes, that brings... Uh, a few questions from some of our listeners. I wanted to put these out there. Can I fish hatchery-supported waters now? Carl from Cotswold asked us. We talked a little bit about this in previous uh, episodes. The hatchery-supported in the month of March is completely closed. And, yeah, and one thing to think about that, too, is um, that doesn't always mean that the entire river or stream is closed. Um, so you should familiarize yourself with the um, signage as well. But, yeah, don't don't fish that water, please. Don't fish. The good news is April 1st, the hatchery-supported waters are opening up. The other good news is they're being stocked. So um, it's a great time uh, uh, to not fish as the state is pus- putting fish in. Wild trout waters are open, and so are the delayed harvest waters. Reminder, you cannot keep the fish in the delayed harvest waters, hence that term, delayed harvest. But they are open and able, and just as you said, Wes, the placards will lead the way. But, uh, Carl, don't go fishing in the hatchery-supported water right now. Uh, really quick, uh, from Angie in South Charlotte, I'm hiking, and I come across a snake. What do I do? Leave it alone. <laughs> Take a picture if you want. Back away from it. Uh, don't kill it. Don't move it. Don't provoke it. Usually on a trail, that thing is probably sunning, so it's probably trying to warm up. Um, and I will say all of that as somebody who is not 
I don't own snakes. I don't like snakes. Um, but leave it alone. Don't don't mess with it. And if you do hike around it, give it plenty of space. Um, yeah, that's one of the reasons why, though, when we go hiking, if there's a tree down, you don't just step over the, the limb. You step up onto it and then over or go Ooh. around it. Yeah, that's a good way. Angie, I hope you're listening, so leave it alone. We'll get more of those because as the weather warms up, more and more snakes are going to be out in yards and on hikes as well. Um, and you know what? We'll cover the rest. We have Amy from Gastonia with a question about Jesse Brown's upcoming events. We talked a mm-hmm. little bit about them. We'll we'll talk more about that in upcoming uh, segments. In the meantime, Matthew Wallen is going to join us from the Coastal Conservation Association, North Carolina, right after this.